Welcome to the Baron's Hideout Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin, and today I'm riding a little solo. Uh, my co-host, Aaron, is actually out uh, doing some things, so he's not able to make it today, which is okay. But we are on our 13th episode, which is absolutely crazy to me, guys. Um, I cannot believe we started this about two or three months ago, and it's already the 13th episode. I think we started this in March, I'm pretty sure, was the was the month that we started. I don't remember the correct day. But um, we're getting close to 15, and we're also extremely close to uh, getting to our giveaway, which I have been posting pretty periodically on um, the socials, which is once we hit 1,000 total plays on the podcast because i we look at that once a week on wednesdays we are two plays away guys so if you've missed any of our other episodes and you want to know what we covered we have <laughs> 13 episodes now so go ahead and uh, listen to all of them and once we hit um 100 we will be giving away uh two cases of liquid death one will be regular water which is in this can and then we'll be giving away another one, which is um, sparkling water, which is in the black can. I am obsessed with their product, so I'm not going to go on too long about it. But I think they have probably the best tasting water I have ever had. And I know I probably say this almost every episode now, but it's completely true. Um, especially since if I don't want to have soda because I'm trying to get off of soda. I'm still drinking my coffee, but if I want something a little fizzy, then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to crack open a sparkling water just because it's it's way better for you and it gives you a little bit of fizziness that you need. But I'm usually just drinking the, the regular one, which I'm probably just going to open up right now because why the hell not? We want to murder our thirst, correct? So if there's anybody who is uh, tuning in right now, as usual, guys, we do stream this live on Saturday. We usually do this at 9 p.m., but I have to shift things a little bit uh, because my fiance is closing uh, at her job today, so I had to kind of uh work around that so that's why we are doing it pretty early right now it is uh almost 4 p.m where i am and i just got off work that long ago so i definitely need some some water but for those of you who want to know what we are reviewing today it is probably my favorite foreign uh film i don't know if i would really call it a horror even though it does have horror aspects to it and what it's based about is pretty much horror, but at the root of it, it's more comedy. And it's One Cut of the Dead. It's a Japanese film from 2017. It's absolutely amazing. It is on Shudder. As usual, guys, we try to have all the movies that we watch uh, pretty much all on Shudder, just because it's easier for anybody who's watching or listening to the podcast who want to go and join us in our journeys of watching these films that either A, we've never seen, B, haven't seen in a long time, or C, watch all the time. So um, Shudder is the place to be. I absolutely love Shudder. Uh, I watch stuff on there every day, whether it's Joe Bob Briggs on Fridays or what they pretty much put out weekly. They're always adding stuff. Um, so make sure you guys are checking out Shudder and something like less than seven bucks a month and it's amazing but before we jump into this guys uh as usual i'd like to go over our socials just so you guys know where you can find us 
and then we'll probably jump into some facts. But where I am mostly active is on Twitter, and that's just the BHO underscore podcast. You can find us on Instagram, which is just the Baron's Hideout. Or TikTok if you want to go see our promotional ideas, which I kind of been putting on Instagram as well lately. For anybody who doesn't have TikTok, and I don't blame you if you don't want the platform. Um, but that's, I'm pretty sure, it's just the Baron's Hideout as well. Um, we also have our Patreon, which is a great place for you guys to connect with us. And we are trying our best to put as much content as we can over there. You guys get our notes that we use for every episode. You also get early access to the audio versions before anybody else. Um, we're probably going to start, honestly, putting the video uh, versions up there as well. Just because, why the hell not? We haven't been doing that, but I think that's another way for you guys to uh, to get in, especially for those who just can't make it here and want to support us on Patreon. I want to give you guys as many versions as possible. Um, we're also trying very hard to bring back our topic videos, but um, times have just been very crazy lately. Um, what else have we got going on? Um, I think... Oh, Aaron's Instagram, which is um, double... Uh, a a row. I'm pretty sure what it is. That's what it is. Or it's double Aaron row. I always forget what it is. Uh, but that's his Instagram. Everything's always linked in all the videos, guys. So it's on YouTube. It's on Spotify, Google Play, everywhere. <sighs> it's very weird not having Aaron here, but you know, that's completely fine. You know, we we all have our lives. We got to <laughs> kind of have to roll with it. So we're going to jump into One Cut of the Dead right now. We're going to jump into some facts. Once again, guys, it's going to be one of those episodes where I'm going to be pronouncing names that I'm not going to be pronouncing correct at all. Um, but that's completely fine. You guys know exactly what I'm, what I'm trying to do. <laughs> and you guys can look up all these uh, names and stuff uh, on your own. So we usually like to start off with Rotten Tomatoes. And this one... I'm not surprised at all of the rankings and how the critics and the audience both rated it. I'm very happy it is what it what it is. So, for the critics' score, it's 100%. It is officially certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. And the audience score is 87, which is also very good. That's, that's really, really good. Uh, so, I'm very happy that this very low budget film which we'll get into the amounts in a second uh is getting what it what it really deserves um let's go over some of the actors that are in here and you, you're not going to be surprised at all where all these people are from so the pretty much the main character uh director um H higurashi is played by tayaki uh, Hamatsu, and he is pretty much just based in TV because the director, um, Sinyaruchi uh, Osawa, sorry guys, I know I'm awful pronouncing names, but uh, he wanted to find people that nobody really knew and wanted to pretty much make a low-budget film, so he just got a bunch of no-names and put them in here, and it's probably one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. Then we move on to the main um, female. I guess you can call her the main female role or the one who's very um, 
focused on the most. And this is um, Chinsu, I think that's how you say it, Chinesu, is played by Izuki Akiyama, also based in TV. Then we have the, she's the wife of uh, the, the director, not a director in One Cut of the Dead, not the actual director. She's the wife. And she's played by Harumi uh, Shuhama, also in TV. Then we have Ko, who is another main male lead. He's played by uh, Kazaki Nagiaga, also in TV. And apparently they did another One Cut of the Dead. It's a short. I haven't seen it yet, but it's, I think it's One Cut of the Dead Remote Mission. And it's a short. I need to see that. So some of the people from this carried on over to, I guess you can say, One Cut of the Dead 2, if you, if you want to <laughs> say that. Uh, another main character, which I think this is, when we get into it, he's, I think, the drunk or something like that. I think he's a drunk. We'll get into it once we get into here, when I actually start reviewing the notes again and refreshing my mind on all these people. But he's played by Hiyashu um, Ishihara, Ishihara, also in TV and in One Cut of the Dead 2. Um, then we have Mao, who's played by Mao, also in TV and in One Cut of the Dead 2. Then we have the director that we just talked about. So this movie was made for 300 yen, or in us, uh, where we are in America, that would be $25,000. So that's a pretty, very low-budget film. Uh, and it's cast, like I said, with unknown actors. Uh, also, the film opened in a small theater for a six-day run. And then this is the official stats for the box office in Japan and in here. So in Japan, it raised... Uh, 3.12 billion yen. That is crazy. So, damn. 3.12 billion yen, and it was made for 3 million. That's a profit. And in uh, America, it, I guess, oh, maybe it's just translating it over? Or is that, see, this is what I'm confused about. When I look up these numbers, right, they have... When you look at box office, it's usually only in U.S. dollars. So I'm confused if only the U.S. holds box offices. I haven't really researched that yet, but I probably should. But if there's anybody out there who's listening or watching right here, is the U.S. the only one who counts box office? Or is that like world worldwide? Because in that case, that means that Japan made the billion, but now it's saying in... Uh, America, it made 31.12 million. Is that the same as it would be in like Japan? I'm confused. But anyway, the, <laughs> that's how much the the film made. And that's a little bit of background on the, um, the characters that are in this movie. And a uh, quick synopsis would be, this is straight off of Shudder. Shudder has really good synopsis compared to like IMDb, which is like one sentence. So there it is, while shooting a low-budget zombie film in an abandoned warehouse, the crew find themselves caught between actual zombies and a mad director who won't stop shooting. If you think you know what happens next, think again. Filmmaker Shinichi, oh god, I completely just obliterated that, uh, turns the film on its head more than once, 
for one of the wildest, funniest, and most surprising zombie movies of all time. And I would have to say that is super correct. Uh, this is a very... It's one of those movies It's just like, wow, they did this? Wow, this happens? Wow. It's a very surprising, very fun... It's really funny. <laughs> it's very funny. It's not really scary at all. Um, maybe at some parts it's like, oh, okay, it's a little, a little weird. But um, I wouldn't say that this movie is at all scary. It's a very fun um, ride, is what I would say. But now we're going to jump into 2017, One Cut of the Dead. <laughs> So we open up with uh, a a girl and a boy, and the girl is holding an axe, and she's trying to keep this zombie away because he's covered in blood, and you you know right off the bat that it's a zombie. So she's holding an axe, and the zombie keeps stopping and then going, stopping and then going, and then finally reaches her, and you just see her pretty much go right at the throat. But before that happens, you kind of get um, a sense that they were probably lovers before he turned, and that's why she's doesn't want to hurt him. But then we get a little surprise, and it turns out that it's just a film. So we're watching a film inside a film. Apparent, uh, uh, essentially, uh, and that uh, the director is—you can tell that he's going a little insane <laughs> because they say that this is the 42nd take, and then the director goes over to the girl, starts yelling at her, saying that she's not putting enough fear into her role, and asking her, "Like, are is this actually how you're gonna act? You need to really." step your game up, and then he also <laughs> starts attacking the boy and slaps the hell out of him. And so it's like, dude, okay, so this is obviously like an insane director. Um, he's 
seems to probably be very hard to work with um, and a lot of stress. Uh, then they start going over to... Um, they break. The director goes on a break. He says, like, I'm just going to take like a 15 to a 30-minute break. All the crew goes upstairs, including um, uh, the makeup artist, the boy and the girl that we saw, and then everybody else. Some people go outside. Some people stay in the building. And then they... Uh, they the main people that we start to focus on here is a the boy, the girl, and the makeup artist. And they start talking about how the director seems crazy. Uh, and then the girl asks the boy, you need to be harder on me. Because he's like yelling at me. So I, I need to actually be afraid. I need you to really act like a zombie. Because from what we saw, the boy was very mediocre at best. Uh and uh, <laughs> another thing to note too is that the boy is like, "Oh, this is a real axe. We're using a real, we're using real props here," which I think is kind of, kind of uh, crazy to think that uh, the director and or the crew is going to be like, "Hey, what's uh, let's use some real props," which you would think that would scare the hell out of anybody. Then we get a little bit of backstory of from the makeup artist about the building because the boy and the girl are asking like, "Where are we?" And she's like, "Well, this." used to be a location uh, where they would used to do experiments, and this is an urban legend, and that the director was traveling a lot, and that they were trying to bring back the dead. So they would have to bring people here. I think they said it was during the war, and they wanted to bring back the dead, I guess, to use for um, I don't know, weapons or something like that. Then we start getting into some hobbies that the makeup artist does because the boy, his name is Ko, and the makeup artist is Niao, or No. I don't know how you would really pronounce that. Sorry, guys. And she says, oh, well, I don't really have a hobby, but I am learning self-defense. And throughout this whole time that you're trying to... It seems like what they're doing is trying to break some sort of tension because... They're all like awkwardly asking questions, and also they're under the pressure of the director. So it's very um, tense. It's a tense moment, and also they're trying to break the tension. If that makes any sense to anybody, uh, then we start. She starts going into like her self defense and saying some other things of like what she does and showing them. And then there's this one move that happens a lot throughout the film that's really funny. Is that um, if someone's she says, "All right, hold here, grab me." So Ko grabs her, and she's like, "I'm going to show you how you get out of this." And she throws up her her arms and says, "Boom!" And like shoots her arms up and breaks his arms, and it's hilarious because she does this a lot throughout the film, and this all you hear is "boom," and it's so funny. Uh, so they're they're still kind of practicing some moves. She's showing them some other things, and they're like, oh, this is kind of funny. Then they start hearing some noises at a door. Then a zombie uh, breaks out and comes in. Actually, no, this is before that. We kind of zoom back out from when we hear the noise, and there's an, uh, another crew member who wears um, glasses. I think I'm not sure what his role is. But he has like a bag and stuff. He wears glasses. And he's outside getting a smoke. Uh, and there's a zombie coming up behind him. And this spits spits in his face. 
and then starts attacking him and then we see an arm be thrown at the 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 group that was inside of the boy the girl and the makeup artist and they're they're freaking the hell out uh and then what's really funny is as they're freaking out there's another crew member who's just sitting beside them just like whatever just watching them um not really doing much of anything then the the person who got his arm bit off comes into the the room who is now a zombie so they they transform into zombies super quickly in this <coughs> sorry guys actually no before that i'm i'm jumping way ahead because there's a lot that happens in this film you know it's not that long but the the boy runs in with his arm completely gone and they're like oh okay um so it's just kind of part of the the film and then uh, they're even like oh, well that arm's really good looking you know they're all freaking out and um they realize that once the guy freaking passes out they're like oh shit he doesn't have an arm uh so they're freaking out now and then one of the other crew members who's just watching just goes to sneak out um but then the director shows up and it's like where are you going you need to you need to sit down he comes over he's like saying how we need to start filming again um and then yeah, so he tells them, and then he tells them a little bit more about the urban legend. Then another crew member, the other crew member who's just like kind of sitting there, runs out the door because he's like pushing the director away. He's like, "I need to go," and the director's like, "What do you? What do you mean you need to go?" But you, but he like pushes him aside, runs out. Then the director runs out after him as well, and um, then we get a little bit more of the backstory, and then they're saying that there they used to be, in this building, when they were bringing back the dead, there used to be a chant to revive uh, the thing. Uh, I don't know if that was, like, a reference to John Carpenter's The Thing, or if they were just trying to, like, say something. Like, well, it was just a thing that they were doing. And uh, then, <laughs> what's really funny, too, is that they're talking about this, and then the director <laughs> throws in a zombie, runs at them, and says... Um, action! It's like in their face. Then um, they're like running away, and the zombies are chasing them. And then um, Niao, who is the makeup artist, goes and um, chops off some heads of zombies and and whatnot. And then the boy uh, knocks out the director as well. And what's really funny is they're running away. You can kind of tell that there's something a little fishy here because um, as they're running away and killing zombies and running upstairs, there's someone wiping the the lens of the of the camera. So it's like, oh, okay, so this this is probably all fake. Uh, one second, guys, I gotta just fix one thing. They're back. Sorry, things just uh, froze a little bit. So now we're running upstairs. Uh, the I'm sorry, I lost my spot. Oh yeah, so they they're running towards uh, a van because they're like, we need to get the hell out of here. But they get to the car and then they realize that they don't have the key. And they're like, oh crap! The person who has the key is the guy with the glasses. So the the first guy that we saw that went and um got killed from the first zombie who spit on him, he's the one with the with the keys. 
and as they're all in the van and they're all like bloodied up and ready to go and then trying to figure out how they go get this guy the director shows back up and starts yelling at them and like trying to film them but then the main girl um meow goes out no sorry uh chinetsu chinetsu is her name she runs outside to go get the the keys from the the glasses zombie i'm just gonna call him gz um as they go there you can tell that the, the person who was like wiping the um the blood off the camera gets knocked over and then we just get like a still frame of the zombie the gz zombie and the main actress not like pretty much fighting she gets the bag uh then she starts limping because you can tell that she's definitely um she's hurt then they start running away and as they're running away uh the main character is running towards this uh, another building that has like a bunch of stairs and she is being chased by the gz zombie she gets there and then nobody's there then she starts uh going towards the end and there's another zombie the the very first one the one who spits on the glasses zombie is there <laughs> and um she has to chase well she goes the other way and i think cow shows up here and helps her get out because the the other zombie is also chasing them but um they run back she gets back uh they don't really ever do anything with the van they kind of just run back into the building but then they all get back together minus the director until um, a little bit more than we have the makeup artist ko who's the main boy lead and then we have um, Chinetsu, the main girl lead. So they're there. She's all wounded. But now realizes that there's something on her leg. And she's looking at them. And she's got like this dead, dead stare looking at her. And they're like, you need to calm down. And she's like, I'm calm. I'm dead calm. But she has a, such a serious face on her that the acting right here is great. <laughs> And then she's like, whoa, I need to get the hell out of here. So Ko and the main female lead start running away. And they're being chased by her now with an axe. And, and like now it's like kicking zombies out of the way. And it's really funny because <laughs> the way she kicks them is so like theatrical. It's hilarious. And then there's like one spot when they're running upstairs. And they're still being chased. It's the, the boy and the girl. And then the director just comes out and just shouts, action again! And then start running up the stairs. Um, so they get there, like, to the very, very top. Uh, and they're pretty much at a dead end. Then now runs um, behind, it's like, I think it's like a a water tank or something. She's there, and then we fixate on her, and then we see Ko and the makeup artist kind of fighting it out. But then we focus on this girl for a long time and she's screaming and you hear in the background so it's like squishy noises and she's still screaming and it's like feels like two or three minutes of just her, us focusing on her with her screaming and then it, we we turn around and then we see that there's an axe in uh, Niao's head uh, so the girl runs away because I forget why the hell did she run away I think there's something that happened no Cow gets booted um down so she is going to um 
going somewhere and then he falls back and she's running downstairs and then she's trying to hide from all the zombies and everything and then she runs into this room but then she has to hide because she hears other noises so I think she's trying to figure out how to get the hell out of here and then um, she runs into this room but there's like a sign on the wall and then um, she goes hides behind and she looks at the wound on her leg and then she realizes this isn't a wound it's fake blood. <laughs> so she takes the fake blood off of her leg. But as she's doing that, a zombie, you just see legs of a zombie. And she's hide, she's hidden behind like barrels. So she's just sitting there with a hand over her mouth, trying not to make any noises. And then the zombie leaves. And then she runs out. And then she says, an axe. Lucky me. And just grabs an axe. Then runs upstairs. And then she finds that Ko who is the main boy lead, is now a zombie. And as they're trying to, like, um, she's, like, fighting him a little bit. And then what's really funny is they're fighting. Now, like, gets up and turns out she's still alive. So they, they knock her out. No, she has an axe in her head. So they knock her out. Then this really tense moment of, it's kind of like what we saw at the very beginning. It's the same shot. But now this is, you're supposed to think it's, like, real life. Um, you know, it kind of breaks the illusion when there's someone wiping the camera. But anyway, so it's uh, Chinetsu and Ko, pretty much the exact same shot from the beginning. And the director comes up and he says, yes, this is it. Real fear. This is my shot. Um, but it's <laughs> it's funny because like the, the, the boy is like walking up to her with his classic zombie pose, but he stops a bunch. And then starts going in and they start screaming. Then he stops and then she starts screaming again. It's very funny. Um, but she eventually just um, kills him. And then she goes after the director. Because he's fucking crazy. And now she's pretty much on the taste for blood. And just wants to kill everybody. And um, all you see is her with an axe. And blood spraying everywhere. And she's just attacking him relentless. Because it's... she's um, They're still on the roof. But there's like a landing. So they're down below it. And there's this blood splattering everywhere. And then when she's done, she just kind of... She's like in this trance. And she's just walking over. And then it reveals that this, the sign that you saw on the door is now on the top of the the, the roof where she is. And... You get like a big um, zoom up because the camera goes up from her. So you're fixated on the the girl. And then it zooms out and then we get a title card. Where it says one cut of the dead and then credits roll. So then you kind of realize that, okay, so this was a, a movie. It's like a movie inside of a movie, but it's done so well. This isn't the end of the movie, guys. It makes you think it's the end of the movie, but it's not. So it cuts, and all the credits roll, and then we cut back one month. So one month before what we just saw happens, and then we uh, see the main director, who is um, Higurashi. But I'm just going to call him director, because that's easier, and that's what everybody else refers him to. Um, so it seems like he's filming some other movie with another um, actor did see already as one of the zombies so you kind of get um a foreshadowing of what's going to happen and who, and who he's going to bring along for this film but he's filming and they're um, putting like fake 
uh, eye drops into uh, the the actor. So he's sitting in a wheelchair, but as he's filming, I don't know how many takes he said they were doing, but I'm pretty sure this this is also a lot of takes. But uh, another dude runs up and starts talking to the director, and he's like, "Hey, I I know your your business. You're pretty um quick and cheap." And we have an idea for you, so I want you to uh, come over to the studio and talk to uh, one of the head execs, and we want to pitch you on this idea. So he goes there, <laughs> and they start talking to him, and he starts saying like what, how he directs, and what he tries to do, and how he does it. So like, well, we have this idea. We want it to be a zombie film, and we want it to be live in all one uh, cut. So he starts laughing at them. He's like, you're serious. You're actually serious. And like, yes, we're, we're dead serious. So he takes it. Then we go back to, well, not really back, but this is the first time we see his house and we see some of the other familiar faces, which is the makeup artist, which is his wife. And she's doing the palm training. So you see her watching TV, doing all the self-defense, then we also get introduced to his daughter, who is uh, Meow, and she's going out. I guess she's working another film, and they, she, uh, the wife asks the director to go spy on her to see how she's doing, because I guess maybe she's been doing some other things that are kind of questionable on set, or how she's been acting. So then we jump over to her shoot, which she's not a director, but she seems to be... Uh, some sort of producer, maybe not even producer, just trying to be there to help with the actors and um, I guess and somewhat produce it. But she's over there and she's talking to this one little girl who she's like, she's holding a bottle of fake tears and saying like, you don't really need these. You need to really just channel like inside you and like going really hard on this little girl and who seems, to, I think her mother was there too. But then the director comes over uh, and starts like saying like you can't be doing this. Like if she wants to use those, she can use those. It's completely fine. But then we see that the director, who is her father, who's just kind of lingering on the outside, is watching. But then approaches it when things start going a little uh, crazy. When Meow is like pretty much arguing with the director, but the director's like, "Can she just stay on here? I know it's a problem." But he's like, "No, no, she can't be here. She's she's kind of problematic, as you can." clearly tell when she was flipping out on that little girl. So, we cut back to the house, and Meow's watching this interview, who is, I guess, a new up-and-coming actor who she's, like, I guess, kind of in love with, <laughs> which, you know, girls, I guess her daughter must be a teenager. This boy also looks kind of um, young as well. But the director asks his wife, like, who is that? She's like, well, it's a, an up-and-coming up uh, actor who's been in a lot of things, and it's your daughter's favorite. So then he's like, hmm, and then starts going through the... Uh, he has, like, a, uh, I guess you can call it, like, a catalog of the people who are going to be on his film for One Cut of the Dead. And I think he sees him in it, so he's like, oh, hell yeah. So we jump forward to, I guess, to kind of... Because we didn't see any of the auditioning parts, but we see, I guess, it's rehearsal. So they're in a room 
all the people are going to be in the movie. They're all in the room. We kind of get introduced to them a little bit. And they sit like a round table. Um, and they're kind of going over the lines. And then you get some dialogue of people talking to the other like producers and people who are helping out on set. And there's one guy who's just like, I need to let you know that I emailed you. And I want to know if this is hard water or soft water. And... The girl who I guess is in charge of you know all of the specialties and stuff like that and everything that the actors need just looks at her and just looks at him and is just like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "Well, I emailed you. I need um, soft water because I get diarrhea from hard hard water." I'm like, "I don't really know what is the difference between soft and hard water. Like, I know I'm drinking water right here from Liquid Death, but is this considered hard water or is this considered soft water? Does anybody know the difference of that?" Um, so they, um, she, he just kind of talks to her about that. And he's like, yeah, well, whatever. And he just consists on saying like, I emailed you. So you need to know that. Then we cut over to another uh, person with a crying baby who I think is supposed to be the main lead female. And so they're going over the lines and the director's there now. And they're all kind of going over stuff, but the, <laughs> the baby keeps crying and, um, then we get another actress kind of talking to the director who's saying, like, I cannot do real vomit. You need to make sure that there's no vomit here because I'll throw it myself. Um, and then we have another guy who's asking, is like, I think this is the main lead, so it would be Ko, who's asking, like, how are these zombies using real axes and stuff like that? Like, the zombies, what's the preference of that? And the director's just like, I don't know, it's it's in the script. It's in the script. Then we have uh, the two uh, camera operators, which is the main primary, uh, a male, and then we have a female, but I don't know their names because I don't think we've ever been told. But he's like, I have an the girl's telling the guy, like, I have this idea for when um, the zombie starts chasing the girl, you need to do a zoom in and out. Uh, I think it will add a lot of effect to that scene. And the guy's just like, yeah, no. No, uh, I'm not doing that. And she's like, well, whatever. Uh, Then that's pretty much the end of the rehearsal. Then we jump back to the house. And you see that the daughter was reading the script, but also you can tell that the mother was reading the script because it's kind of on like the, the table right in front of the TV, so the coffee table. And then the daughter asks her mom, like, why don't you do acting again? And she's like, well, I I had to retire because I get too much into my role, so I had to stop. I like there was no other way. I, I needed to stop because once I get into a role, I I can't get out of it. So um, this is a little bit of foreshadowing. Um, for people who haven't seen this before, that's definitely foreshadowing. And you can tell that the director is <laughs> very second guessing some of his crew members because he starts talking to other people, and um, it. Uh, they're all kind of crazy, and um, he's talking to another guy who's <coughs> excuse me, chat, who's going through um, how he gets into his role, and he says, "Well, I have this picture of my daughter, so and if I need to cry, and I don't, I don't want to use fake tears, I look into uh, this, and I have a daughter, of my, I have a picture of my daughter, and it, it helps me, uh, it helps me cry." Camera keeps freezing for some reason. Sorry, guys. 
Um, so yeah, he gets over to that, and then some other people are kind of talking about what's going on, and then we start jumping to uh, uh, all right. So we now we're in official um shooting day, and everybody's getting pumped, and he's saying like, "Okay, guys, we'll have to be going live. We all need to be on our on our um on our shit." Make sure you guys know your lines, get into places. And then uh I don't think anything else really happens. Oh no, I jumped I jumped forward, so this is yeah, it is the day that it's gonna be shooting. And then we start realizing that um the dude who had the idea of this, like the main, I guess, studio exec, is there to kind of, you know, watch over and make sure everything else is uh It's going to be okay, and we're all going to be good, and make sure nothing crazy is going to be happening. So, when we get there, the <laughs> you see that there's like this one little, I guess it's like a break area before they really start filming, before they all start going to where they need to be, and everybody's in their spots, that people are drinking water, and then uh, this kind of plays into the hard water dude. So, the guy next to him is drinking water, but they have the water bottles next to each other. And they get mixed up, and the hard water guy draw, uh, picks up the wrong bottle, but he doesn't realize it and drinks it, and he's just like, oh, shit. So he already knows, like, well, this is going to be an awful day. Um, and also, I guess they he asked earlier about, like, where are the bathrooms? You need to let me know. I emailed you about them also, and the girl's still like, well, I'm sorry, but I didn't get back to you or whatever. She's like, well, there's going to be porta potties kind of, like, all on separate sides of the buildings. He's like, well, I need to know where they are. So um, uh, I guess she tells him. But then we also realize that two of the other people were supposed to be in the film, which was the girl with the crying baby. And um, there was another dude. I forget what his role was. Oh, the person was supposed to be the actual director in the film. They both get into an accident and they can't show up. So they're like, well, who the hell is going to replace it now? So his daughter says, well, mom can do it. And he's like, no, that's a bad, that's a bad idea um, to do that. Cause I think the girl who has a crying baby was supposed to be the makeup artist. So she turns out to be the makeup artist, but then the director's like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to be in it. I'm the one who knows all the lines. I can, I can do this perfectly. I know where everything is. You don't need to worry about it. I, and I'm also going to be on a set so I can help people, you know, I can kind of guide them. So there they go. They have all the people that they have. Now they're at the final shot. Well, not final shot, but the first shot that we see. Now, this is going to be kind of just running through everything we already saw, but more of behind-the-scenes stuff. So, they start going there. Then they start shooting. They get the first scene. Uh, then we start to find out more things about, like, you know, how he was acting very hard on the girl and the boy. And it turns out that he was adding lines all the time. So the first shot that we see with him yelling at the girl about being more into the role and then slapping the boy, he was just adding lines. Um, which is, I think, fits very, very well. Then <laughs> uh, we see that the other dude, the one who was talking about his uh, his daughter, how he gets kind of into uh, his his role and everything that he starts puking on everybody. Cause I guess, uh, he had something to drink and I guess if he drinks, he starts puking and he's like a drunk or whatever it is in the hard water. 
guy has to leave. So that's when we see him leaving the first time. Um, and the director follows him is that he was literally just shitting outside. <laughs> uh, then we see a lot of the other ways that people are killed and how they were throwing the hands and stuff like that. So it's a very, very good um, kind of background. There's really not much else to say about this other than we see a shit ton of behind the scenes. Uh, we see how things are kind of going wrong and that we see that when we when the camera falls the, for the first time when you see uh, the main actress and the glasses dude fight that the actual main camera guy is like I can't move because I kind of just broke my arm with the camera so the girl who's like oh let's do the the uh, zooming in and out scene takes up the <laughs> takes the mantle of the camera, then starts doing that on that shot that she was talking about, which is, I guess, um, is good, because I think it did add a little bit more to it. Then, the mother starts getting into a role. And this you can kind of see this, too, if you go back and like watch it from the first part, when she starts saying, like, I'm serious, I'm dead serious, she's totally, completely like lost it. But it worked so well in the beginning. So then she starts going absolutely crazy and thinking that these people are actually real zombies and she starts trying to kill everybody. And the director has to keep like telling her and like getting her away. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. And then so then we get to the final spot, which is upstairs on the roof. And they, the shot that we see of the main uh, female role. Uh, role Role who is behind like that water tank thing. We now know it's Co really trying to get her to stop because literally going to kill everybody. And then the director comes and like has to literally knock her out. And then that's when they they do like the fake blood and then the axe and so we hear everything. But then we realize that oh crap! In the final scene, we need an axe. So when the girl runs down. And goes in that room, and we see that zombie to zombie legs. They're literally holding up a sign that's saying, "Hey, there's a there's an axe outside. You need it for the final scene. Just grab it." And that's when she's like, "Oh, an axe! How lucky am I?" So we get there. She goes upstairs. We get the the scene with <laughs> um with the boy and the girl with the zombie. And that when he's stopping all the time, it's because they're trying to create a human crane because they had earlier a crane that was supposed to do the final shot and it goes up and it's supposed to do the zoom out but that gets knocked over when the when the mother and co are fighting so they're like well okay well that sucks so every time that the guy stops the the daughter was like saying like why don't you just have everybody kind of stand on each other because nobody's doing anything and she's behind the scenes making sure things are working and you know having all the ideas so they start making this human crane and there's this one girl who keeps falling off, so Ko has to keep stopping because the director's like, you need to stop. Okay, go, stop, and go because she keeps falling off. But um, once they get to the final scene of when he kills her, they um, they get... They run, the boy runs over there to fill up that spot because she keeps falling, and then we finally see that the girl, the main actress who couldn't cry on her own, actually cries on camera now and uh there's a lot of hilarious shit but then we realize 
that all this was just fake and how it was made. And they finally get the human crane going and they do the zoom out, but they're like, oh my God, how long do I have to hold this? How long do I have to hold this? And then the final person to get on top is the father's daughter. So she's holding that and they have to hold it for like a minute. And then everybody who's watching it, because they're also watching it at the, the office to make sure things are going smoothly. They're like, this is great. This is amazing. I can't believe we actually pulled this off. But then we realize at the end, too, that the father and daughter kind of relived a moment uh, when she was like really young of him being on her shoulders holding a camera. So that's pretty much one cut of the dead. I didn't really do it justice with explaining I was trying to do the best that I can. It's a little bit easier when Aaron is here, but like I said, we all have our lives. So we can't always be uh, where we need to be when we need to be there, but that's completely fine. Uh, but if I have to rate this movie, I would say it's literally um, like a 10 out of 10. I, I can't say this can be any lower than that because of how great the filmmaking is. It's low budget. It's a brand new idea, very um, unknown people in here. Even a director didn't really direct much. Uh, I think after he went on here, did some like TV, or even before then, he did some TV like everybody else. They were all like TV director, TV actors, and he was a TV director. Um, I gotta check out uh, One Cut of the Dead Remote. What did I say it was? Re remote Mission. I gotta check that out. It's a short. I don't know how short that short is, but I will definitely be checking that out. Uh, I don't really have much else to say on the matter of One Cut of the Dead because I think it it's a movie all need to go watch. If you have Shudder, you need to go and watch that right now. It's only about an hour and a half. Uh, it's a great movie. It's something you can watch with the family, to be honest, because there's not too much going on. I mean, yeah, it's pretty bloody, but then you know it's kind of all fake. Um, so I guess if you have... Uh, a daughter or a son or something you don't want them watching that stuff. My son loves shit like this, but I don't really have him watch <laughs> too many horror things. He watches a lot of stuff on YouTube that's, you know, family-friendly. But, um, yeah, it's definitely a movie you can watch with the family. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I can add about this. I think that's probably about it. Uh, I'll run through our socials again for anybody who uh, missed it who's tuning in right now, and also for anybody who's listening to this after the fact on Spotify or Apple, or even Google Play, wherever it may be. But you guys can find us on Twitter, which is the BHO Podcast, well, underscore podcast, sorry, on Instagram, which is just the Baron's Hideout, or Aaron Instagram, which is um double A row. Then we also have TikTok, which is just the Baron's Hideout underscore podcast, I believe, or it's just the Baron's Hideout. It's one of those where we do all of our prom promotional work then you can find us also on Patreon, which is the best way to support us. So if you guys like what we do here and you want to see some really cool shit going on, Patreon is the best way to go. And you also get all the audio. And I'm going to start doing all of the video early as well. Um, all the videos will stay on uh, Twitch because this is where we stream live, which is just the Barons Hideout underscore podcast at, on Twitch. We usually try to stream at 9 p.m. Eastern time. But... um things have been a little bit crazy with work and whatnot, you know, life. So that's pretty much uh, all of our socials where you can find us. Uh, I do have some actually really cool news. I didn't want to say it now, but I think I'm going to just because why the hell not? 
we have some shirts and stuff being made right now. I have someone making some cool designs for us that are hopefully going to be shown off later next week. And we also have some really cool guests being lined up. I'll actually go over the guests right now that we have for next weekend. And I will be linking him in the bios of all of the um, places where the podcast will be uploaded. So he's Horror Gamer. He does a lot of stuff on YouTube. He reviews movies, box sets. Uh, he reads through horror books. He does like everything in in the horror community. He's really cool. He has a really cool um, get up and aesthetic to his stuff. He's he's super cool. He's really funny. So he'll be on here next Saturday, and I will be saying what movie we're going to be reviewing with him. He picked it, which would be really cool. And then starting after that, we will be doing our slasher month. So we're going to be doing two um, slasher movies that we pick out because in between that, we're going to be having two other guests. So the one that I have confirmed, well, they're all kind of confirmed, but I just need to hear back by one of them to make sure that date is okay. But I think it will be July 17th. We're going to be having a Twitch friend of mine going by. uh, His name is Scorpion BLS. He is a drum streamer, and I'm also a drummer. And I used to, well, I still kind of do do drum streams and stuff over here on Twitch on the same channel that I do the podcast. So he's going to be coming on. He wants to do the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I think is going to be absolutely awesome. I have one other person I need to get uh, here back from for a date. But other than that, we have so far two solid people, but two other people kind of up in the air right now. But I'm pretty sure that they'll all be here. Um, be on here within like the next month or two but that's pretty much all that i have for this episode today guys sorry that's not as energetic and amazing as all of our other ones but a reminder that once we get two more total plays on any of the episodes on any of the platforms that you guys choose we will be doing a giveaway for liquid death and i'm also wearing an awesome liquid death this is their um ring of death shirt it's super comfortable um, we're not sponsored by them at, at, by any means, but I will be having a trading card come out pretty soon, I'm pretty sure, which is going to be kind of dope on their uh, on their website. So thank you guys so much for being here. This was the Baron's Hideout Podcast, and I'm your host, Dustin. I usually have my host, Aaron, which will be here next week. And um, thank you guys so much for being here, and stay spooky, and come listen, if you dare. <laughs>